Hello, and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. It's been a while and we've got a lot to catch up on. Andrew and I share about how having a community of Catholic friends has impacted our faith journeys. Why is community important? What does accountability mean in the context of Catholic community? And then the other end of the spectrum, what happens to your faith if you become too reliant on community? What if you're a bit more of a lone wolf? It's a packed episode. Hope you enjoy. So I have a secret when it comes to my socializing habits. Mm. Um, As you know, as probably our listeners know, I'm not the most talkative person. It's just kind of my outlook on life. I don't have too much to say about myself kind of thing. Mm. So um, whenever I visit with friends, whenever I meet up with them, I probably leave like a longer space in between because like usually like probably month and a half or up to three months kind of thing before we like properly catch up caught up in person so i have more things to talk about (laughs) and so it's been six weeks since the last podcast (laughs) that's that's my methodology here is uh no it's it's a more of a scheduling thing um so yeah it's been a while since we last recorded our podcast uh but um it's actually funny so literally yesterday i was saying to cherry yeah like this is why i don't use social media anymore because like when I use social media, people uh, are like, oh, like, I know what you've done with your life. And I'm like, no, you don't, because I haven't showed anyone, and now I can talk to you about it. That's a good principle, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, not that I'm active on social media, but um, that is a good principle, because it feels like you're caught up on people's lives mm-hmm. when they post it to their stories. Yeah. Um, there's nothing being posted to our, our Road from Amaze Instagram <laughs> account, though. So listen to our episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's been six weeks. What's new with you, Andrew? Oh, um... Uh, <laughs> nothing absolutely nothing <laughs> absolutely nothing because six weeks isn't enough time <laughs> started a new job uh started a new job like true. Ago. true um so now i'm commuting to mississauga uh twice a week uh which has been easier than i thought it would be okay i it's like um so i try to leave early in the morning to get to work around 8 30 and then um i'm lucky that my workplace is flexible enough that like they let us, or my boss lets us commute home in the middle of the day and then finish the day at home. Mm. Um, so leave around two thirty three, And like, if I uh-huh. do that, then like, it's like half an hour each way. Right. Which is That's not really, that bad. Really not that bad at all. Yeah. And actually like, even with gas prices uh, being as high as they are, it's like significantly cheaper for me to do this than to commute. Mm-hmm. So at like a third of the time. So anyways, it's just all surprising things. Cause right. I assumed like, oh, commute automatically means like stupid amount of time. Driving would be a luxury that, like, I just, like, shouldn't right. do. Uh, and then now, I, like, I've done the math and I'm like, no, driving is a luxury that I should do. <laughs> also, just whenever you throw in the word Mississauga, like, no offense, Mississauga people, but basically, you might as well, <laughs> like, you might as well be flying out or something. Yeah. Like, it's that far. So. <laughs> Pack uh, a snack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, okay, that's good. That's fun. Um, yeah, I for me, I, uh, I I broke my hand. So oh, yeah. That was, that's kind of my update. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was playing softball in the playoffs and softball let it be known <laughs> oh, well, yeah yeah that, that, that's always the first reaction people are like oh isn't the ball supposed to be softer and i, I guess it's also bigger yeah. it's also more visible but yeah. clearly it didn't make a difference <laughs> but uh yeah I, got, I had a ball hit right back at my bare right hand and um my so jen is a jen is an er nurse for the, those of you who don't know so 
um, basically I was like, hey, should I go to the ER? And she was like, no, just just let it die down. Let the swelling die down first. It's probably not that big of a deal. And yeah. to be honest, I, I agree. Like, it didn't really feel like that much of an emergency. It hurt. It hurt a lot for sure. Yeah. But like, I I didn't have an emergency yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So Well, you would just end up waiting for like four hours. Anyways. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, let the sw- I, I let the swelling die down for a couple of days. And then <laughs> Jen and I were kind of taking a look at my hand. It's kind of like the shape was like overly flat <laughs> like my knuckle was flat kind of thing <laughs> and they were like we should probably go take a look at this go in and get it x-rayed so i did yeah turns out it turns out there's a, a bone that's kind of like out of place so mm. they, they kind of set it and put it back into place um and now i'm in a splint for another month or so mm. um so no sports unfortunately for the rest of the season i think oh. um no frisbee but yeah but hey at least there is uh now all the other sports seasons to watch to watch, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I've actually come off of that a little bit. Um, in my the last few years, I don't like. I guess I don't know. My schedule's gotten busier, and right. I've had less free time, kind of thing. Um, I have to do things like record this podcast, so <laughs> and like edit this podcast. Gosh. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I I not that I've ever my fandom has not diminished yeah. of, of Toronto sports. You spend less time watching. I spend less time watching. I spend more time. Listening to like the post game like podcast analysis right. stuff while I'm working kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I've gotten more into it. Um, so I don't think I mentioned on the pod yet, but like Cherry and I are expecting our first kid um, due in February. So I'm like really settling into that whole like fatherhood thing. That feels like a pretty big update, I think. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, but like really settling into that fatherhood thing of like having the news on after work, having sports on later in the True. evening. So I'm like falling asleep at the TV. Yeah, exactly. Feeling like a real dad. So. <laughs> nice yeah um how's that going for you it's good i mean i don't know it's not not really anything crazy as settling in right now i i think like um i don't know like overall um nothing feels different for me yet which i think is more indicative of just like my personality than anything True. else Fair enough. where i just kind of like until it's real i mean and it is real i guess yeah yeah until there's something i need to do differently then it's, it's the same so, yeah fair enough yeah i uh i don't feel any pressure to like feel a certain way i don't know if that makes any sense um to be like oh like as a dad like i should feel x excited about having a kid Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's uh it's definitely different like you know uh sacrificing looking at things i want to look at like car seats right so so i was gonna say you you play as if like you haven't done that much but like over lunch just now you're just telling me about all these baby (laughs) stuff that like I have. I've definitely dove, dove in the deep end of like watching like way too many videos about car seats and strollers. Right. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's different, but at the same time, I'm not like. I don't know. Some people like really over the moon for me. Right. And I'm just like, ah, yes. <laughs> well, I think we're a little bit similar in that way, in the yeah. sense of like we we kind of react to the things that are put in front of us. Yeah. And we don't think too far ahead. Yeah, yeah. For so, certain things. So. Anyways. Yeah, no, that's fun. Um, I think, you know, you mentioned friends and friends is something that is going to be a theme for today's today's yes. episode. And um, you can probably see in the title of, of the episode, but we want to talk about the, uh, the the idea of community, the idea of having a Catholic community. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked about, we touched on this a little bit uh, in a previous episode. Um, I think it was called Faith Formation. Um, and we probably will have some overlap, but like, I think really just wanted to talk about, um, first of all, like just our, our own personal sharings with Catholic community yeah. um, and growing up with Catholic community and how that has impacted our our faith and yeah. our own where we are now how, how did it get to get us to where we are now in our faith um, and then maybe like like certainly within our own experiences like what 
why was it so important? Like what came out of being part of a Catholic community? Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think at the end, like, you know, maybe not, this might not be for everyone. Right. And so we're going to talk about like, you know, um, at the end of the day, what is it all about? Um, the answer is probably already evident, but we'll get there when we get there. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll start. I've definitely shared this on the podcast before, but I think, uh, I, I have been fortunate enough to be involved with a bunch of different ministries. Yeah. Um, like even when I was growing up and not that much in my faith, like the, the Chinese church that I went to, I, I went to a few couple of retreats or, um, yeah. some youth group stuff and, um, you know, I, I was never really, really into that. So yeah. I'm sure at that age, I would have also said like, this probably isn't for me kind of right. thing. Um, but the big thing was when I, when I went to Western university mm -hmm. and, um, kind of found the London Chinese Catholic community, um, where again, we've mentioned on the podcast before, cause we both, we were both uh, big parts of that. I think, yeah. um, where I made all of my closest friends. Right. Um, and these are the people that I saw every Thursday or every Friday on a weekly basis. These are the people that I hung out with at the library. Yeah. Um, these are the people that even like grabbing a snack or lunch on campus quickly yeah. um, or even walking to class in between. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like all of that stuff, like sounds like they are small things, but it, it really adds up yeah. um, having these people around you. And now they're still around me and, yeah. and, and it's really important to me. But on the faith component side of things. Um, I think one of the biggest things of the Chinese Catholic community, which exists in other universities as well, is just um, these people where it's not just a group of friends that you're hanging out with, but it, it's it's a group of friends striving towards this one goal of yeah. discovering heaven, of discovering Jesus. Um, and I, I think for you, it's probably, you know, certainly a similar story. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm very much a communal person and, and very much a, a I don't know if socialite is the right word, but very social person mm -hmm. anyways. And, um, you were way more ready to return to the office after yes. like post COVID stuff. Yeah. Than and I, I still was. love it. Like it's, <laughs> uh, it's great. Um, though I am realizing I'm much less productive when I'm at the office now because of how much I like chatting, but anywho, um, yeah. So I, I think, uh, it was a big, like it, it's in short, like it's the reason why I came back to the faith. Right. Um, I, I probably shared this before, but, you know, I had grown up in the faith, had kind of my prodigal son, like, you know, kind of leaving, leaving the faith behind kind of time. And then it was a, a good friend of mine, um, who, uh, Linus, who actually was in London mm -hmm. for co-op and he knew about this community. He invited me and I basically went out of guilt, um, originally to be like, oh, I don't want him to tell his mom to tell my mom that I didn't go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let it be know that that is the reason why. I went, um, and so, um, yeah, and then I went, but it was really about, you know, um, the people there and, and the way that they, there was a, a, a piece in the community that, that, that drew me back in and, uh, and sim same thing with, uh, as you, you know, like my friends are from this community, um, <laughs> on the drive up here and I was talking to Cherry again about like hey like it's just like it just is that way like I don't have a lot of like close high school friends or anything like that yeah, yeah. it's just like the, these are the friends that are important to me and uh, yeah it just kind of turned out that way yeah and so you know even the broader community we talked about one of our earlier episodes the GT retreat um, you know there's the joint university Chinese Catholic community retreat I've been part of a few parish ministries as well. So, you know, um, the young adults ministry at the parishes here in, in Markham, I was involved in that for a, a couple of years or so. 
And I think one of the um, observations that I've had um, as part of these ministries is that like, and I, I've gone to a few others that I haven't mentioned as well, like just mm. to kind of check them out. So like yeah. Spiritus Via is something that's going on in right. Toronto, right? And, and nothing, in New York now. Right, yeah. Yes, yes. And um, nothing I was ever actively a part of. But something I've observed is just people come um, so that they can have a sense of belonging. Yeah. Um, I think regardless of whatever religion you are, whatever uh, values you have, or whatever set of friends you surround yourself with, or familial upbringing, um, at the end of the day, a lot of what we want just comes down to wanting to belong yeah. to something. Um, and that's certainly something that I feel like uh, LCCC and you know GT and JU and whatnot, like all the ministries that I was a part of, that gave me that sense of belonging. Yeah. Um, that gave me a sense of comfort knowing that there were people who were trying to discover Christ or discover the faith. What was the Catholic faith about? What was the teachings? Um, in the same way that I was. And, um, yeah, like, you know, not to necessarily diminish, uh, community uh, in this aspect, just to like a social gathering kind of thing. One of the, one of the biggest things I've always tried to keep in mind was, you know, like it's one thing to hang out with these people who are your close friends, but yeah. to hang out with them in the context of we are trying to learn continuously learn more and more over the years, more and more about the faith. What is it to discover Jesus? What is it to have a relationship with Christ? What is prayer? All of these things. Um, like it's important to keep that element in there because yeah. otherwise you can just be friends like anything else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so for me, these, these things do come hand in hand. I mean, like you can just look at literally uh, the apostles, right? Like if it really were to be an individual thing, then like why wouldn't Jesus just like host a booth and be like all right one on one session right <laughs> you know like um, but no like it, it really was that um, that there was a community that he established in in the apostles and the disciples and even after that if you look at when they went out on their ministry they went in Paris right yeah, um, yeah. to to go out on their various ministry journeys um, because like the companionship is important I think. Uh, I mean, look at this. Like, if it was either one of us potting, yeah. just talking about our own lives, like it'd be a little bit more boring, and we'd probably also have a lot less motivation to keep going. Uh-huh. Um, but like, because there's both of us doing it, um, there's an element of accountability there. There's also an element to look forward to because you know, sharing into an empty void of you know the podcast world yeah. versus sharing with a friend and a mic happening to be in between us is mm-hmm. a very different thing. Um, so I think you know there there is that kind of interplay where. Um, being able to speak to another person and being able to share your life with another person goes a long way. For sure, for sure. And and especially in this world where, and this is kind of a trope now within Catholic circles, but like this world where things are secular and more and more these Catholic values are downplayed and not looked upon with po- positivity. Yeah. Um, if you are someone who's been brought up as a Catholic or if you're someone who's encountered the faith and you have these questions about why does the church stand for these things? Yeah. And then if you don't have anywhere to go to discuss it yeah. or to learn about it, like then all of that is, it's really easy for all of that to fall away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Jen and I just went to a, uh, we, we did a marriage prep course right. um, a, a couple months ago. And one of my biggest gripes with it was like the material itself was fine enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I won't, yeah, I won't, I won't nitpick about the material. Obviously, if, if I ran the course, I would have done it differently, but I won't nitpick about the material. Check out our uh, pod episodes on that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I should say I won't nitpick about the material anymore. Um, <laughs> what I will nitpick on now is more so, um, I, maybe it was because it was just done over Zoom. Yeah. Um, because I think if it was in person, maybe it, the format would have been a little bit different. But essentially, it was just 
four, three, or, yeah, like three or four hours essentially of being spoken to. Yeah. Um, all of the content was just like by this one presenter who could be good or may not be as good. Doesn't yeah. matter. But all of that content was just given to you, and you had the the opportunity to discuss with your partner privately, which was great. Yeah. I, we Jen and I appreciated that. But for me, because a lot of the attendees of the marriage prep, you could instantly tell that they were not brought up in the Catholic faith or like they're checking a box. Yeah, they're checking a box. Thank you. Um, and, and for, for me, who's someone who, um, looks at these people and I'm like, well, of course they're going to have questions about things like, you know, um, contraception or, um, what does the Catholic church mean when it, when it's talking about being pro-life or, um, uh, uh, like what's the difference between contraception and natural family planning and all those things. We never got a chance to talk about that. Yeah. And it would literally just be the instructors giving out the teachings. Yeah. And then that was it. Like, let's move on. Let's have a break. Yeah. And for me to not be able to debrief that yeah. um, to not means that you're cutting off an opportunity to understand these people's, like the, the thoughts that are going on within these people's minds. Yeah. And then it's just a lost opportunity to like, not that I'm actively trying to evangelize them, but it's a lost opportunity to help them understand why the church uh, stands for the things it does. And maybe, maybe if we did have a chance to converse about it, that leads to something from a conversion standpoint, or maybe it doesn't. That's yeah. fine. But I, that was one of the gripes that I had where we weren't able to kind of talk about things in a communal sense. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the, one of the pieces there is you know, that this is quite literally something pointing towards a sacrament, right? So I yeah. think, I think, um, this kind of brings us back to that whole like, community for community's sake isn't also isn't a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being a group of friends that like gathers together um, because we enjoy each other's company and like going nowhere. Um, there's a place for it. There is. Of um, but at the same time, you know, when it's happening in ministry circles, it's important that you don't stop there. Um, and, and, and that's one of the pieces here, right? Is like, okay, like how, how do we find that balance of like being a, a place where people feel uh, that they can share, um, that you can explore the truths of things, right? You know, uh, to see, you know, where where is there truth here? Where is there beauty here? Can we talk about it? Can we agree, disagree? And just to kind of have that dialogue. Um, but also to do so in a, in a way that points in the right direction. One of the things I've seen is, you know, even in some, some cases where people are trying to form ministry, but there is no formator. Yeah. Um, that's also tough, yeah. right? Like, let's say people are just like, okay, let's just watch Bishop Barron and then talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, like okay great that you're trying to do this but if you don't have anyone there who can properly uh, understand and be maybe a step or two ahead of the rest of the group it also makes it tough because uh, reason can be used incorrectly mm-hmm. and you know you can be like oh I don't agree with that and then like go down a whole other rabbit hole right so you know I think all to say community is important it's important that you're going in a direction but it's also important that we're doing so in a way that is uh, thoughtful and, and yeah. that actually is coming from the church and from experience yeah right? there's an important balance there and I, I do want to actually dive deeper into that later on as well mm-hmm. um, but before we get there also just you know other, other kind of things that come out of having this Catholic community that I've observed over the last like 15 years now which is kind of crazy to say mm-hmm. is um, the idea of accountability and you you actually mentioned this earlier as well but um being a Catholic is not easy. Yeah. Uh, avoiding sin, avoiding temptation is not easy. And I think um, we definitely talked about this, um, but one of one of the rules of 
uh, Ignatian spirituality, right? Ignatian discernment, yeah. Ignatian discernment, yeah. The whole thing is like, hey, you know, if you have sin, like, bring it to light. We all have sin, but um, if you just kind of, you know, keep it festering and you never talk about it, it's just going to compound the guilt that you might feel, the shame that you might feel, and it's exactly what the devil wants, right? Because you're just, it's hard to get out of a cycle of sin. It, it, it always is, no matter what it is. And, um, and you know, if you don't have anyone to lean on, if you don't have anyone to talk about it with, because, um, like, let's be real, it's, it probably is a lot easier, especially if you're at a younger age, to speak with someone who is your age and maybe going through the same struggles or has gone through these struggles before yeah. than it is to like be like, you know what, I should hit up a spiritual director and or then a priest. or a priest and you don't even know who to go to, right? Yeah. Like the barriers are way higher for the latter option. For sure. And so I, I think that was definitely something that I really needed as I kind of certainly went through my young adult years, um, still need, where um, as you step into a new stage of life or as you're struggling with certain sins, um, whatever it is, like to be able to talk about that with someone to, um, and to be able to get their thoughts and to get their objective, uh, encouragement, um, to motivate you to try to get out of sin or to just go to confession, right? Yeah. Even if it's just that, um, like all of these things help push you towards heaven. And at the end of the day, like I've said a few times now, that's, that's what we're going for. Yeah. I, I think, um, this, this is a particular piece where, if you can't find a spiritual director, find a spiritual friend. It, it, there is an importance there. Mm -hmm. um, but even understanding like who is a good spiritual friend is also important. And, and this is where um, could any friend you find on the street, <laughs> as if you just find a friend. Anyways, um, could any, any other friend you have in your life do this for you? There's no real reason why they couldn't, mm -hmm. uh, as an honest answer, mm -hmm. right? There's no real reason why they couldn't you know, uh, bring you through the same steps of like understanding what's going on. Um, but what's the likelihood? Of it being one that is fruitful, one that is positive from an unbaptized person. Right. One. It's okay. a lot harder. Is it impossible? No. God's grace is greater than all of us find. Right? Um, but that doesn't mean that... And now, because God's grace is greater than all of us, go and find a place where it's going to be hard and needing God's grace in a really profound way for you to be saved. Like, no. Like, there are things we can do to help ourselves. And, and this is kind of where that is. I, I think all of us kind of have this innate understanding you know, whether we agree with all the church teachers or not, there is a comfort with, like, the friends that we find in the church, I mm -hmm. think. And, you know, there there's a piece where uh, we kind of need to get over ourselves and be like, okay, fine. Like, there is something here. Maybe it's not everything. And just follow the good that we see. Because, like I said, it was the same for me. When I first found this community, it was like, there is a good I see in the community. Uh, is there everything that I would ever want in friends? Maybe, maybe not, mm -hmm. right? Uh, are these the exact people who at that point in my life, like I would want to spend every waking hour with? No, honestly. But when I got um, to get to know them more and more, it was like, okay, like it was a very much, very similar to kind of that Ignatius of Loyola story. Where like, okay, well, here is a joy that is fleeting. Here is a joy that is lasting. And then mm -hmm. kind of like following the one that lasts, mm -hmm. right? Um, certainly one of the things with with accountability is um, I, I'm not sure if you've heard this before, but whenever I used to invite people to retreats or whatever, one of the barriers and responses that I received from people was that like, Oh, like I don't like like the idea of like going into a small group and sharing about my feelings and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I want to talk about this because I think it's, it's important to unpack where I totally understand that initial reluctance yeah. because like you know now years into this and having gone gone to tent like tens of retreats 
um, uh, like it's not a barrier for me anymore. Right. But if you're a first timer or even a second timer, you've never done this kind of thing. I can totally see why that's intimidating. Yeah. Now, um, you, you mentioned Linus. So you and Linus, um, one of the ideas that you had to kind of reform the joint university retreat uh, years ago was something that was extremely, extremely heavy yeah. on 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 small group sharing and yeah. not just sharing like oh what's the right answer or what's your feeling or what's your personal st-? well actually it is in, instead it was very much sharing what your personal story yeah extremely personal story yeah, exactly and when you guys first brought this up like for me who's who'd never experienced this before like even i and certainly a lot of the other friends who only knew a certain way of group discussion were we were hesitant it was like i don't know if people will get into this yeah um I, a few retreats, like certainly that retreat, um, and then a few retreats after. Like I just couldn't help looking back and being like, like I, I honestly felt like these retreats saved souls mm. because this this format of retreat that was so heavy on personal sharing opened up a space where people could really explore in an extremely raw and vulnerable way. Yeah. Honestly, literally, like probably the deepest part, the darkest parts of themselves. Yeah where they would have been ashamed, like they had been carrying a lot of shame, they'd been yeah. carrying a lot of guilt. Yeah. But to be able to, you know, like I said before, bring that to the light, to be able to bring that to other people where in a normal, you know, if you're sat down at a restaurant, you're not going to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not water cooler. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a totally protected space to yeah. share about these really deep things. Yeah. Like those are the times where even though it's it's um, it seems like it's painful or it seems awkward, uh, I think it... it it gave and bore so much fruit. Yeah. It, so it's one of these things where, um, you know, the devil, the devil never gives us a break, right? Uh, this idea of shame, this idea of like, you know, worthiness and what have you, which is really what dives into, uh, is one that, um, only has power as much power as you give it. And, and that's kind of what that retreat really shot at, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like take away that power. Um, try it. What's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. You know, and doing so in a situation where it's like, and we're not just going to tell you to try. Like, we'll do it first. Mm-hmm. Um, like, here is like the here is this huge sin that I'm struggling with, and uh, doing so in front of like however many uh, however many people end up at the retreat, right? So I think you know there there is a piece here which is definitely tackling um, that that big barrier, those masks, which is what which is a phrase that's used in that uh, in that retreat format. To say, hey, um, there's more to more to you than this, mm-hmm. um, and that's one of those pieces that isn't always intuitive, you know. Um, like you said, it is a bit of a trope, but like in today's society, there's a lot of like you are um, the things that you do. Yeah, uh, I think I literally hear that. In, I've heard that in some meetings recently. Like, oh, like what, like what you do for your job is, is who you are. Right. It's like, okay, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Uh, and that's a piece that's, you know, it's such a lie, but it's so widely, widely talked about where in these senses, of, in these communities, what's important is like, hey, like um, you're loved uh, not because of what you do for work, not because of how, you know, you do or don't make jokes or any of those things. You're loved because you're you. And and that's something beautiful. That's something celebrated. And Again, what's important is it's celebrated insofar as it's understood that that also doesn't come from you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like where where you are, uh, who you are, everything is a gift. Um, can we explore that? Can we see how you are a gift to the world, to yourself, 
and and celebrate that and continue receiving. I think is is one of the things where in a good Christian community, everyone turns back into how do we all continue to receive in a way that is healthy, in a way that is uh, pointing everyone else back towards God. For sure, for sure. And, you know, I think this whole piece of accountability for me is is just the biggest part of this Catholic Christian community, like the biggest benefit, the biggest value, because... Like I said, like whether it's this retreat or other opportunities, it could be one-on-one even, honestly. But like just knowing that you have people that you can lean on um, to have these kinds of conversation with. I, I realize like I think just pe- kind of basically out, out of habit, I, I kind of gloss over, you know, the quote unquote darkest stuff. But like I want to put that out there that like, hey, we talk about stuff like, you know, people who are struggling with pornography, people who are struggling with, you know, masturbation. Um, and even outside of that stuff, people who are struggling with like sexual orientation, people who are struggling with, uh, you know, even like things like abuse, yeah. people who are struggling and, and, you know, moving away from like those more... I don't know, uh, bigger topics or whatever, for lack of a better word, people struggling with a sense of self-identity, yeah. right? Like, who am I supposed to be in the face, like within this church yeah. that I'm learning about? Um, like, I don't even, I don't even know who I am kind of thing. Sure. Um, and then just a, a lot of like, I guess the, the easy term for it is just the baggage that you're carrying. Yeah. Right. Uh, emotional baggage, spiritual baggage. Um, you really got to explore that. And again, uh, I mean, kudos to you, but I guess maybe praise God more so um, that like, you know, I think these people uh, were able to kind of share and unload and unpack a lot of that and really come to terms um, in a more wholesome way that filled up a lot of holes. Yeah. um, Come to terms with who they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's a piece that um, I'm I'm grateful that that it's something that came in and out of our uh, of um, I guess me and us um, you know it was a it was really just a high school retreat that that me, Linus and I had gone to that we just brought over uh, so so it was something that you know is really really beautiful but again even that was born out of a sense of community originally right mm-hmm. um, it's because we were able to receive that from the community we were in before that we were right. able to pass it right. on to this new community and this again is that piece where like hey you know, we're all receiving and we're passing on. And that, to me, is the truth of the community. Community isn't just being near each other. Community is receiving from and giving to each other continually. And that's the piece where um, I think we need to kind of understand, you know, where are we on that on that spectrum of uh, receiving from and giving to? And this is one of the pieces I know you want to talk about. Is like, what if we are overly dependent on receiving, yeah. right? What if we are just like, I am nothing unless I'm at this retreat yeah. or what have you. Um, that That's also not great, right? You you have dignity in and of yourself as a person and going to the community will help feed you. I think all of us need some form of community, whether it is physically like sitting next to each other or in knowing that we're in a community of prayer mm-hmm. or what have you. There is a need for a sense of community, Um but there's also a need for an understanding of a sense of individuality, right? Like God saved humanity, God saved you, yeah. And kind of working in that dichotomy and working in kind of that space of like where, what does that mean? There's a mystery there of like there's a unique individuality as well as a piece of like communalism where it's like I'm just one of many, yeah. Um, that I think we need to wrestle with. And I think for me, when I put this down, like this is very much born on. Um, you know, just kind of observing again over the years, like back when I was, for example, 20 um, and a lot of these people who I was going to retreat regularly with. Yeah. And now I'm almost, you know, almost 10 years later, uh, looking back and just kind of 
randomly running into these people that I used to go to retreats with and I can kind of, you know, kind of, whether it's directly talking to them about it or um, just, you know, being able to sense it, like their faith life is not the not the same as you ha- you would have hoped for back mm-hmm. back when we were in our 20s kind of early yeah. 20s so what i'm trying to say is that like you know we're, if you are someone who have found your faith through community right like praise god that's that's amazing yeah. but i think very much of, start listening to our podcast that is, <laughs> is now what i would say because uh our, our podcast like so much of um what the faith life uh, is is also just establishing your own personal relationship with yeah. christ which is essentially what we talk about every single episode yeah um it, it needs it needs to lead into that personal relationship with christ you need to have a personal prayer habit you need to um, be able to go to mass and not think about like oh like i don't have the people around me to yeah you know, uh, feel like I'm, I'm belonging or something. You need to ultimately feel like you belong with Jesus. Yeah. That's what it is. You don't need to belong with Andrew. You don't need to belong with me. You need yeah. to belong with Jesus. Yeah. Um, you need to be accountable to Jesus. Yeah. Right. So, um, I think having that personal relationship, um, and you know, we won't dive into how to have that because we've had so many episodes about that, yeah. but having that personal relationship with Christ is absolutely the next step for me. I don't know if it's a rough term or a rough way of looking at it, but a lot of this whole community stuff, retreats, uh, ministries, and all those things, I often look at that as kind of just a gateway, right? Um, Like people, you are trying to reach out to lots of people and certainly to have those relationships with them as well, but you are also ultimately at the end of the day trying to direct them to have their own relationship with Christ. So, so I think, you know, I'll agree and disagree. Right. Sure. So I think there's a piece where, yes, you know, a lot of, particularly the university issues that we went to, mm-hmm. we're, we're very much aimed at that and the university communities that we were in. But I, I don't think, I don't think it's true to think of this in a sequential way. And I was thinking about this when you were talking about, because part of why we got to this got point you. is, you know, your, your uh, fiance, Jen, right? yeah, yeah, who yeah, very much you. is kind of that you're on her individual path. Um, and, and an easy example is, you know, closer community. Like if we look at the levels, if you will, of, of religious life, um, the, the, the highest level, regardless of where it is, is finding your vocation mm-hmm. and living out your vocation. One of those vocations is living literally in a closed in community. Um, and so this as a call to consecrated life, clearly that's not a step backwards, right? So I, I do think that, you know, again, Jesus didn't just set up a, a counseling booth, you know, right. like it wasn't just this like individual thing of like, all right, here's your journey, here's your journey, here's your journey. Here is the goal is kind of what he showed. And here is where we're all going. And, you know, people come in and out of your life in terms of how you get there, I think. So like in my own personal experience, there was an element where, I, yeah, I was overly reliant on the community for different things. Yeah. Um, I had to fall into a place where I just discovered where I could find my faith life on my own. I remember even saying to my director at the time, like, hey, you know, like, I really need a community before, and now I just feel like I don't need them at all. Mm-hmm. And then now I've kind of grown out of that and realized, like, you know, like, it's really important that I can share my life with others in community. Mm-hmm. But I don't look for my growth from community. And mm-hmm. kind of finding that balance from where I am now is really... And who knows, maybe in in, in five years, it's something totally different. But... I do think that, you know, it's it's not quite true to think of community as a stepping stone to something else, right? right? But really, it, it is an important part to understand 
are what does community look like? So, like, for example, the fathers of the desert, right? Like, the hermits. Mm-hmm. Are they in community or are they individual? Like, in the physical sense, yeah, they're hermits. Right. They're living individual lives, like, relies on nothing. But they're in a community of prayer with other hermits, with other people who are in solitude. Mm-hmm. And so seeing the different elements of that, I think, is really important in terms of our growth. But I do think community continues to be important no matter where you Yeah, are. for sure. Yeah, no, thank you for breaking it out that way. Just because, um, yeah, that was something I was going to bring up where I've had a, a faith formation life journey thing yeah. that was so <laughs> reliant, like so reliant on community. Um, even though as like people who know me, I'm actually not that much of a social person, but I will, I will. I, so I will say on the pod, I think you're much more social. Than I guess. You, I don't you know. Yourself out to me. Well, yeah. So that is the thing. Like there's a little <laughs> bit of a paradox there, but I, I, I definitely rely, um, on having hard. a community and, uh, you know, Jen is, is just quite different where like she has gotten to a place in her life. And I, I think I've mentioned this on the pod before, but yeah. she has gotten to a place in her life where um, she has that relationship with Christ and she never had the, CC, the CCCs. She yeah. never joined or was she was never an active part of the Newman community or right. whatnot, right? Ministries and whatnot. Um, and for me, like that's such a, it's almost foreign. Yeah. Um, and, but also very, something I, I very much admire. Yeah. Um, and so I, I also wanted to say like, you know, Um, as much as this episode is on community, um, and this whole idea of belonging, um, I, that's why I, I, we spent so much time talking about accountability and that's why I kind of ended that section with ultimately you have to be, you have to feel like you belong with Jesus and you have Mm. to feel like you can be accountable to Jesus because I I guess Jen just found her way to that. Right. And she didn't need, um, the community and certainly she has Catholic friends, obviously, um, but that, I don't think that was the main driver for her as much as it was for me. There's, um, I can't remember who it was. Um, I want to say it was St. John of the Cross. But somebody said, um, a father, a doctor of the church said that, you know, when a beginner brings another beginner on the same journey, it's wrong for at least one of them. Mm. Something along those lines. But I think that's kind of one of the points here is that, hey, even though both of us had community as an important part of our formation, it was fairly different in terms of the way it happened. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and so... Yes, we're talking about a lot of the thing, the goods that came out of community. And I, I would argue that there's many people that can receive the same things that we received from community. But definitely not everyone needs it that way. And, and not everyone should have things that way. You know, in the same way that I, it was important for my own journey that I fell away from community for a little bit. Right. Even coming back to Toronto, I think I've shared this before on the pod that like, uh, I was looking for community. It didn't come immediately. And then I was... A little bit uncomfortable for a bit and then found comfort in that. It was probably very much needed for myself because otherwise I would have gone right back to my old patterns where it's like if I don't have the meeting then I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to pursue my faith and that kind of a thing. Um, So I I think, you know, we talk about this a lot too, but there's an element of discernment of like, okay, like, am I avoiding community because of a pride of my individual growth? Um, Am I clinging to community too right. much because I'm afraid of taking another step in my faith life? Like, where am I with this? I think probably is really the call for everyone to say, like, hey, um, have you thought about how you're growing in your faith? Have mm-hmm. you actually or have you just fallen into the comfort of routine with where you're at? Mm-hmm. Um, is it a good routine? If so, it, like if, if it's a comfort of praying the office every day and it's giving life, like praise God. Mm-hmm. If it's a comfort of going to hang out with your friends once a month and like, oh, I guess I talk about Catholic things too. 
maybe think about that yeah, a yeah. little bit, right? Like, yeah. and, and find that balance. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I th- and I think that's a good way to wrap it up here where, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be community. It doesn't have to be um, in quote-unquote isolation. Yeah. It's what it, what is God calling you to? Yeah. Um, and maybe if you're in a space where you don't know what the answer to that is, just pray. Just pray yeah, yeah. Um, and ask for God to show that to you. And maybe he'll call you to this ministry that pops up. Yeah. Or maybe he'll call you into uh, a way where you can discover him yourself. Yeah. And one thing I'll say with this whole piece in terms of, like, taking something to prayer is, like, to really pay attention to the things that happen in your life when this comes. So like, as an example, you know, maybe you're praying and then you're like, okay, that was my prayer to God about where I'm at right now. And like the next thing you know, like you're invited to the Spiritus York thing. Like, <laughs> all right. Like, you know, like, yeah. don't just be like, oh my gosh, another ad. Yeah, yeah. Right. But like, maybe that's there. Or like, all of a sudden you see a, uh, an invitation, an open invitation to a silent retreat. Like, all right. Like, you know, like do something about it. Right. right. So I think like, this is one of those pieces where, um, a lot of us, I think we pray and then we just like move on, right. like listen to like pay attention to like what comes up in your life immediately afterwards. Because in my experience, God answers me like very fast in ways that I don't expect in ways that I don't want to listen to. So pay attention. For sure. So there you go. Uh, haven't talked in six weeks and now you have an <laughs> over 40 minute episode. Nice. Um, but uh, we do have another episode lined up in a couple of weeks yes. with a returning guest. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a part two of our of our podcast with uh, with D.A. Our, our friend DA. So, um, looking forward to that little bit of men's discussion. Thank you guys for listening. Um, sorry if you've been waiting for six weeks. <laughs> uh, with yeah, exactly. Um, but hope you enjoy this episode. Take care, everyone. All right, bye guys.